Hello everyone, welcome to All About Nigeria, a podcast where our host talks about Nigeria's history, politics, infrastructure, and a whole range of other topics. We would love to hear your views about all the things we talk about, so join us on Twitter at All About Nigeria. Thank you for listening. So welcome again to All About Nigeria podcast, and I still have with me Dr. Utitoju Tokumbo. I would now like you to actually delve more into the problems and the solution. Identify one problem. We have already talked about doctors leaving attrition of some sort, just leaving at every point for certain reasons. And I also know that training a medical doctor is very expensive. And the government seems to be the ones bearing just the cost of training doctors. Meanwhile, after the doctors are trained, they leave Nigeria. So those are some of the issues that we have. Who should bear the cost of medical training? Is it okay what we have? Should we have the parents or the students also bearing part of it? Should there be a loan structure? Should there be anything? What are your thoughts on it? Then I want you to look seriously at the issue of health insurance. Because it's out there in Nigeria, and a lot of people don't even seem to have a clue about what health insurance is all about and how they can actually help themselves to get medical care. Um, talking about um, personnel, that um, the doctors, not just doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and they work together as a team to, to deliver health care. So, um, training a doctor is quite expensive, quite expensive. Government tries to take up some costs. Parents also have to buy expensive textbooks, um, pay expensive school fees in some, in some probably the highest in some even federal universities. But um, at the end of the day, when those doctors go in for residency, also um, they get trained, they get paid. Uh, it's also very very expensive, and then some of them leave. Maybe painful for the federal government, actually. But as a country, I try to see the positives in everything. Most of my colleagues that um, left for the UK, for example, came back during Christmas, sending money down to Nigeria. Um, to also develop people here, to pay for some bills, pay for their brother's education and all that. So I actually don't like to focus too much on people leaving the country because I look at diaspora remittances, actually, one of, one of the highest uh, inflow funds into the Niger, into the Nigeria economy. Um, I think it's almost as high as our oil revenue, if not, if not uh, probably competing with our oil revenue. But the government needs to do something about it um, because we don't have enough doctors in Nigeria. So that's why I'm for if um, School of Thought that says produce more even if How do we produce more? We need to expand our training facilities to take more doctors. By expanding the training facilities, you need more equipment, you need more personnel, you need more professors, you need more lecturers in that space. And this will require a lot of investment on the part of federal government. Also, MDCN needs to aggressively make sure that uh, MDCN? Medical and Dental Council of Nigeria okay. to ensure that those schools are well accredited so that we don't just turn out garbage because we want to expand the scheme. 
now going into the personal space. Doctors you always get. Nigerian doctors are probably one of the highest paid. I think the federal civil service scale. But the money is not enough according to them. And I, I tend to agree that they can earn more. But in a situation where healthcare is seen, especially in Nigeria, the social social thing, it's not seen as a business. It's difficult to to pay people that high amount of um, revenue. Nigeria still amount of um, remuneration. Nigeria still um, thinks that healthcare is more or less a social thing that should probably be offered free. And if you want to go into that free space, then somebody must pay for it. Yeah. If doctors want to earn more money, somebody must pay for it. Not necessarily the government, maybe, or maybe from taxes from people who use their services. And if the government is not ready to tax people, then the government needs to find revenue from other sources. Everybody will always complain. Policemen want to earn more. Nigerian military men are not earning as much as they should. Almost everybody in Nigeria is not earning as much as they should earn. And the reason is because Nigeria has uh, Nigeria is poor in terms of revenue. So if the doctors are agitating today, the policeman who is on the streets um, facing um, bandits every day and earns um, probably 40 or 50,000 naira a month also has the right to complain. So that's why when, when we go on strike at times because of that, I, I just look at it. Like, we are all in this together. We have soldiers at, at the war front to also earn. If I say, yes, if I say, oh, my colleagues have brought in about 6,000, 7,000 pounds um, per month, and because of that, I want to leave. The guy at the war front in Maiduguri also, who is a soldier, who also compare himself to, to, his colleague, to, to, to the soldiers abroad. The policemen also compare to soldiers abroad. The lawyers, the, the people in our judiciary also compare. So everybody starts to compare, and then who is left to develop the nation. But I would say that things can improve. Nigeria needs to generate more revenue. We need to, we need to up our taxes so that we can pay for these services. Now, let me even ask. Presently, I know that legal state government in the health sector, yeah. if you are a child or below, yeah. I'm not sure if it's below 15 or below 12 or something, healthcare is free, so yeah. it is said. And if you are above 60, healthcare is free also. Yeah. But between the ages of, I think it's 15 to 60, yeah. we pay some sort of um, amount of money to yeah. pay for the services that you actually get. In the federal hospitals, federal medical centers, is yeah. this the same thing or is free? Is healthcare free in Nigeria? Healthcare is not free in Nigeria. Yeah. But uh, healthcare is heavily subsidized in Nigeria. Okay. So there's a difference between the free system and the system that is heavily subsidized. So the government takes a lot of costs in Nigeria. Um, most especially in services. Healthcare is expensive abroad. Compare the cost of healthcare abroad to, um, regardless of the system we have in Nigeria, it's still heavily subsidized. So, so are you suggesting? Because I, you said um, that it's in Nigeria, healthcare is seen as a social service. Yes, it yes. is a social service because yes. people believe that education and healthcare. Yeah. should be practically free. They should be able to... I mean, I know we're spoiled in Nigeria. We're spoiled the way we think. 
Well, that's what the average Nigerian believes, that you should be able to get into a hospital and get treated. But that obviously isn't happening because government does not have enough resources to be able to maintain a very high standard of healthcare and then so that we can walk in and then have it free. So what are the things that we as human beings, as individuals can do to ensure that when we need to be treated, we have a fallback, a secure position, you know, that can get us to at least see a doctor and be treated, be examined. Um, the, the Nigeria, in if if we have to see healthcare as a social um, system, then the government must be ready to provide enough resources to fund that social system. Countries who do that have uh, a way of ensuring that they generate enough funds to sustain the system. The Lagos State, for example, tries to give um, free healthcare to zero and um, 15 and uh, 16 and above. At that point, um, they call them um, people that are vulnerable, people that are not working, people that are not earning any source of income. They are not active in the labor market, so they will not be able to fend for themselves. And the money is basically from taxes, or the state is able to increase their IGR to provide for those services. If the money is not coming from anywhere, it's better to, for us to tell ourselves the truth and then find a way to finance this. Every human being has a health budget, no matter how poor. We can separate, we have a problem with data in Nigeria, so um, we don't have a population figures, we don't even know who, who is a Nigerian or who is not a Nigerian. Problem of identity, which um, the Nigerian um, identity management, management um, commission is trying to solve mm. by giving us the um, identity numbers. So when we have that, and then when you have your BVN, for example, 38 million Nigerians with BVN, you can actually gauge the income, level of income of people, because we all, all assume that Nigerians are poor Nigerians are poor, because we really don't have much data. So who is a poor Nigerian? Someone living maybe below 1.9 or $2 per day. That's what we believe poor Nigerians. How many of us are living below this amount of money? If we have that, and then we cannot put them in a basket and say, oh, these people are vulnerable. And then the government cannot allocate resources to them. For example, when the government increased masks by um, you know, 0.2.5%, I expected them to put that maybe 1% there to cover these vulnerable people so that they can get access to free healthcare. But it's unfortunate that probably that amount of money go into salaries and no but you know the VAT is for mainly states really. Yes, but you know? Ghana increased their own VAT by two point five percent and they said specifically that for health. This money is going to be channeled to healthcare. They may disburse through the states, but you have to channel it to healthcare and that was what kickstarted their insurance system. Okay, now that you mentioned the insurance system, we have an insurance system and yes. it's been on for so long. Yes. At least I'm sure it's now up to 10 years or maybe six to eight years yes. that we've had this national health that. insurance. Yes, about 10 years. So so why why are people still... Is it that people don't know? Because you see, in my office, yes. I did insurance for all the staff. Yes. And I only even did the low point entry, which is 10,000. 10, yes. 
Because to me, all I want is that if they are ill, they should be able to see a doctor. Anything after that, if they are diagnosed with anything else, then we can face it if the insurance, the amount paid. But to give them access. So why is it that Nigerians don't even seem to know 10,000 naira per annum to get you access to see a doctor? And then even if you're going to buy your medicine, doesn't it make us feel a bit better when you have access to a doctor? What do you say about the health insurance scheme? The, the health insurance scheme in Nigeria um, has um, its own challenges, and it's because let's just first look at the good points. The before good points. The, the good points is that insurance is the way forward for resource poor countries mm. because we have to we have to spread the risk in one way or another. Yeah. For example, I I can afford maybe a one million rice country. Mm. It's funny that I live in an environment, I'm talking about my immediate environment, yes. where people cannot afford 50,000 naira for TV. Yeah. And I, as a person, can afford to walk into a hospital and pay 1.5 million naira yeah. just to a, for a doctor in VI. Yes. And right beside you, you find people die because, uh, who die because they cannot afford 20,000 We cannot develop as a society mm. if we have such structures in place. So when the woman dies during childbirth, the woman leaves there are some kids behind. Nobody's trained them. Probably go on the streets and they become drug addicts. Sometimes they become thieves or criminals. And then you that you can afford 1.5 million naira to treat yourself, they now become a danger to you. So because we like to we like to do things by by ourselves in Nigeria, so we're used to it. When there's a system that is not working, you find your own solution to it. But healthcare is not like that. I have a friend who's um, who, are, who had a driver that had um, tuberculosis, and you know this guy was um, taking his kids to school. And I said, okay, because you're rich, you can afford the luxury of life. But in healthcare, there's no one man riot calling. You go out and meet people. You go to churches, you go to the market and all that. If it's a collective responsibility, population health, you can't be isolated from everybody. So that's why insurance insurance um, is the best solution to it. Because you're able to spread the risk. Mm-hmm. If I contribute 15% of my annual income mm-hmm. to a pool, mm-hmm. and somebody that earns maybe 200,000 per annum contributes 10% mm-hmm. to a pool, at the end of the day, even if I don't use it, I would have used that my own to help some, to other help some, yes. some other persons. You know, but um, there is a good side of it. We've been able to at least provide um, healthcare services for the federal civil servants. Um, yes. That's it. It's only the people who are in the known in the structure structured formals. employment formal yes. sector that are actually caught in this uh, with this insurance thing. The informal sector are the ones who desperately need it. So what is happening? I I think I don't know if it's a problem of advocacy because there's a community health insurance scheme yes. also yes. which should go into the local government. So I don't know why local government people are not championing it. If you are paying just for because we keep saying that these people are poor. We yeah. look at some people and we see, this is what I see, yeah. we see some people and 
we say they are poor. But these so-called poor people have parties, they have naming ceremony, they do every single thing that the rich, so-called rich people do. That's what happens. They mirror the life of the rich. When their children get married, they are there dancing. If Sonia Ade goes for the rich person, they take their own small Sonia Ade. They have their own halls. If somebody is on this side, they go to local government hall. They yeah. have their own parties. They mimic the life of the rich. Yeah, so, and then they buy laces. They buy and coal. They do every single thing the rich people do. Yeah. So I still don't believe in this so-called umbrella poor people. Yeah. I think the poor person should be able to afford 5,000 Naira for community health insurance scheme in a year. So, the people who are in the informal sector should be able to afford 10,000 Naira in a year. And those who are higher should be able to afford 50,000. I mean, I've had insurance for several years and yeah. most of the time I don't even use them. And sometimes what I pay is 80,000 Naira in a year and I don't even use it. So I think we need to educate the people that there is an opportunity to be able to have access to healthcare by just paying 5,000 or 10,000 Naira per year. So uh, it starts from the law and the act establishing the NHRS. Yes. One, they need to make it mandatory for everybody. Because mm -hmm. if they're not in that group, and then there, should, there, should, there shouldn't be a reason for someone to voluntarily say, I don't want health insurance or I want health insurance. Mm, okay. And the reason why the federal government made it, because it's compulsory almost everywhere. Mm -hmm. The reason why the federal government made it voluntary in Nigeria is because they didn't know the mechanism to, or they didn't know, they didn't, they didn't have enough data on who are vulnerable and the mechanism to cover them. So Niger in Nigeria, until probably when this government came here and started collecting data on poor mm -hmm. people because of that um, social yes. So Nigeria, Nigeria did not have much data on the poor. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have data on people that are poor, you can't pass it in and make it compulsory for everybody to contribute money for the health insurance scheme. And then because when you pass the law, what you're saying in essence is that you're really not a scheme, doctors should not collect fee mm -hmm. cash from patients. Because they should have insurance. Yes. Now, I as a person, I don't have money to contribute. The doctor cannot collect money from me. And I, I haven't paid my premium. Maybe I paid for two two months. And then I because I run out of cash because, because of my income and everything. Now I'm stuck. Okay, okay I, I, see, I, I, I see what you're I saying. I want to be out of pocket. Yeah. I cannot afford it. Um I can't afford my premium. Mm -hmm. So who is going to um they are literally saying go and die. Okay, it's like um, the, you are comparing it now with the American system where people cannot have access except they have insurance. No, you, you, you can create, you can still have access by paying up a pocket, but they pay higher than what yes, is expected. Yes, so, yes. for people that are who, who earn very, very um, low income, yeah. if, you, if, the, if, if the law is passed and the government does not have a mechanism of covering mm -hmm. them and adequate data, I, for example, and I'm not in that income band. I can claim to be in that income band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll stop paying my premium and tell the government that I am poor. Yeah, yeah. So because they don't have they don't have the data, data. so it becomes a problem. So that's why that was why they picked at federal government mm. that they have their data and their salary and everything, so they can easily draw that money. Mm. And they don't have a mechanism of collection. 
from that premium. Someone that is not working for you. How 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 would you know how much the person earns and how much the person should pay? Okay, so, I, I see the challenges there. Yes. I see the challenges. So in summary, what I am taking from what you have said concerning national health insurance scheme is that right now it is not compulsory. It's only okay. compulsory probably for the federal government staff. Yes. For every other person or for people who are in the informal sector, it is voluntary. voluntary. So we can only advise that there is um, an advantage in having insurance because you can have access to the doctor and treatment, at least for the basic things. You can even have admission cases yes. for even up from the 10,000 naira. Okay? So when we, when, when we have a voluntary scheme like that, what mm -hmm. happens is that we have what, um, what is called an adverse selection. Yes. So people who need it will not be able to pay. Mm -hmm. Like you, mm -hmm. who pay 8,000 and then you use it. Mm -hmm. When it becomes voluntary, you can decide to opt out. Mm -hmm. So someone that needs the surgery can quickly pay the premium mm. and then go for the surgery. So you so the system that creates a pool of sick people. Mm. You don't find that pool. That, and that's what happens to the federal government voluntary, um, they have what they call BCC, voluntary mm. scheme. So they have a pool of pregnant women who will pay fifteen thousand naira and deliver. When they deliver the child, they opt out. They come in again when they're pregnant. You have a pool of people who require surgery, mm -hmm. and then they pay the 15,000 naira and they go for their surgery and they opt out. Forgetting that their surgery, the surgery, it's not 15,000, 15, no. they use somebody else's money. Yes, if the person had opted out, also yeah. they wouldn't have been able to fund their mm -hmm. own health care. Mm -hmm. but, but, but because the law does not make it mandatory, so you can't actually blame them. Okay, so our health insurance is still, still needs a lot of. Um, I'm not even going to go into all the problems, even from the practitioners themselves, yeah. because government accuses um, health providers that they keep giving them all sorts of figures of um, people that they treated, which does I not mean, really uh, mm -hmm. not true. So there's a lot of issue there, but we leave it. Now let's go to the final um, question. Yeah. The challenges in the health sector, the solutions, the way forward. I will want you to look at this issue. There's something I always talk about. It's it's the human being himself and the yes. self-esteem that the person has. Nigerian doctors, medical students, you all complain. You're not a student, you're a practitioner. You all complain. Yes. But I think you have problems on your own. Yes. Low self-esteem. I wouldn't even want a lot of you to treat me sometimes because of the way they look like they are shabbily dressed, they present themselves as if the whole problems of the world is on their shoulders, and they just don't give enough confidence. What do you say about that, briefly? Uh, so it's it's the system, you know, most of them, uh, I, while I was practicing, in fact, there were days that I slept in, in my car because the call room was just filled with doctors. You don't have you don't even have a place to shower, so you can cook. You will have to be at work for 72 hours and all that. And then when they start working in that system, you tend to neglect other aspects of your life. But there are some other doctors that really um, work on their appearance and they look, they look good and decent. And then also a function of income. Some of them are barely surviving, so they don't even have the disposable income to spend on other things like uh, clothing. They rather not. I, uh, if, if they're not earning that much, they throw around. You know? So 
but when when their the quality of life improves and the quality of their work and job environment, then you can see uh, the improvement in them. If you pick a doctor from typical government hospital, I told the doctor in a private setting where he's paid more, for example, and he's exposed to other things, then over time you see the quality of life improve. For example, even the mode of dressing and all those things are improved. Okay, so what I'm going to do, Tokumbo, is that I'm going to let you off briefly again, okay. and we're still going to have one last discussion on this health issue because there's still some issues that I want us to touch deeply. I'm still looking at um, how the government can actually fund healthcare. Okay. You know, where we say, okay, as a social good, You've talked about um, value-added tax, a percentage of it yeah. to be um, specifically set aside for health sector. Yeah. Which other way can we fund the health sector? I want you to think about that and we'll come back and still have another segment on this. Okay, thank you for the, briefly for the time being. Thank you.